Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Universal Cinematic Universe, the podcast where I've got a bad feeling about this. Yes, I'm your main host, Many Boffins Died, to give you this podcast, James. On my left, I have, he may have some good left in him. But once you know what he did, maybe he's not that good, Ryan. Hey! But I gave you Vader. Yeah, still, you could have worded a bit better. Well, well, wait till I got with Jamie. And then we have, uh, then we have the person who we've decided to re-edit just in general. So we've removed your eyebrows when you take off the mask. And also, you're not going to be used during the four schools. We're just going to replace you with someone else, Jamie. Okay, now I feel better about mine. <laughs> yeah. I'll, ex- I'll, explain, I'll explain that later, Jamie. But let's just say... So in the special editions, a couple of things are different about Vader. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. well, what's happened in <clears throat> between now and Empire? Well, Lord Skywalker's returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction of a new armoured space station, even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom in the galaxy. And then, Star Destroyer. Because that's how all of these open up. Credits then Star Destroyer. Mm. Like, even when we cover the prequels and Star Destroyers don't exist, there will be a Star Destroyer somehow. Like, we'll get a Star Destroyer and then, like, cut, like, 20 years in the past. No, I think when we get to the prequels, it'll be the droid factory ship. I'm trying to think. Like, I know what the ship is in... I know what it is in Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I can't remember what... Actually, I think I remember what it is in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Okay, no, I remember what the free ships were. Because mm. the start of Revenge of the Sith is... I'm pretty sure it's my favourite to any Star Wars opening. Right. But um, Yeah. The opening of episode three, um, that's the whole uh, ship battle, and we see them flying off. Oh, as I, oh, as I call it, War in the Stars. Get it? Ah, I like that. Yeah. But no, um, so basically, Darth Vader shows up on the new Star Destroyer, and he's like, listen, you guys are too slow. Might want to speed things up. You know, Palpatine's coming, so you know. Might want to speed this up, mate. It that nothing much there, and then we cut to Tatooine, where R two and three PO are just walking around, and we see a giant mechanized door. Three PO knocks on the door. That weird eye thing. I never understood the eye thing. That it's like a it's like a security camera. Mm. 
So no, I pops out and he, and it's like, well, in an alien language, but more or less it's, yeah, what are you doing, mate? What, why are you here? Yeah, and they are like, oh, we're here to speak to Jabba the Hutt. Free Peel doesn't know why, Artu does, and this is going to be one of several questions I have about this plan, because I have a ton of questions about this plan. But basically, we see we the R2 unit and Free Peel go through, we meet Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> we've got some fun cast of alien characters, rife for extended universe books and toys and we see boba fett over there and i just screamed oh my god he's cool no no be and then r2 plays the message and look skywalker is there on a hologram and he's like hey jabba big man the hut pizza hut himself um yeah you have my friend as a wall decoration. I want him back. I'm going to show up and we're going to make a deal. But, you know, to get on your good side here, have these two robots. Peace? Okay, I'm, I'm showing up soon. In, and then the R... So then the R, R2 and 3 people get taken. But we see that one of the guards... He kind of looks very cool and... A bit like the smoothest man in the galaxy. Hmm. I wonder who he is. Moving on. On. Again, I have questions about him. Him. We then get a scene of Arthur and Freepio going through. Basically, it's them getting their passports from the movie Brazil, where they have to go through some weird stuff. And... We see robot torture. Uh, like one droid gets flipped upside down and has hot things put on its like, feet to burn it. And the other one has its arms and legs ripped off. That's nice. Oh, those poor droids. It's okay. They're unfeeling machines. Well, it didn't sound unfeeling. Yeah, I think this... Like, I think about this every once in a while, but then, but I kind of put this in the back of my head, and then this came up, and then, you know, you had the screams of the droids. Uh-huh. Do droids have sentience? Like, are they alive? In a that, way, yes. Like, do they feel pain? Well, yes. If they're watching this film, I would say, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I had a tear did I was like oh I feel sorry for Arthur and Freepio then I realised I've heard all the stories about Freepio's actor being a massive asshole and then I was like okay I feel bad for Arthur uh, so you know not as bad for Freepio oh, then we get what I like to call George Lucas wanted to add this in for 20 minutes. We get the most random dance song number. Oh, uh, yes. It, uh, seriously, 
Was the original plan for Return of the Jedi to be a musical? Because <laughs> I would, I would pay money for that. Right. Uh, I don't know. We've had um, a Star Wars musical before. It did not end well. Oh, I just remembered what you meant. Uh-huh. So don't uh-huh. say anything. Okay, Jamie. Let's just say I have our Christmas episode planned. Oh God, no! I can't. Oh God, I can't. I'll I'll find it. I'll find. I, you can get it on YouTube. The full thing is on YouTube, and every time I look at it, I can't click the play button because oh my God, I cringe. It's a cringe. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it later, Jamie. But let's just say I've already decided our Christmas episodes. Oh, yeah, but yeah, um, that yeah. And the only real thing that we need to know about this random dance number is that uh, ha- is that Jabba's slave girl tries to strangle him. I think. No, she's this... trying to get away. Yeah, that's what made me so confused because I watched the original version. Oh, very good. In well, I have the original version. Because what I have is like some special version of the movies where it come where it's like a two disc set, oh, and yeah. you get the special edition with all the new fancy special effects yeah, and yeah. the original version. And and in the original version, there was a bit of music in the background, but basically she tries to strangle Jabba. It fails. She gets shoved down the thing, and. Gets eaten by a rancor. Now, fun fact about that scene, they refilmed it about 30 years later. The girl in the green paint is the same one they used from when they first filmed it in 1985. Ha! Jeez, 30 (laughs) years and she has to be the, the, the dancer again. Well, it wasn't have to. It was more like... Hey, we're using this. You look pretty much the same 20 years later. You want to do it? And she said, Yeah, sure. I look. Because she looks the same. Yeah. Like, I know I she's. I always like that when people actually still look the same even after a, a long time of not being in certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, so basically, Rancor, then our next scene is a bounty hunter's coming in with, with Chewbacca. Uh, and basically, you know, they have a bounty out for Chewbacca. 250,000 credits. It's the bounty hunter wants, five, wants 500. Jabba's like, yeah, why should I give you that, mate? The bounty hunter brings in a very unique bargaining chip. A thermal detonator. <laughs> which... Basically, Jamie is a grenade. It's the Star Wars version of a grenade. Ed. So, you know, I do that all the time whenever I'm trying to make deals. You know, it's like I go up to CEX to buy like an old PlayStation 2 and it's like, I want this for £30. It's 300 Yeah, I've got a grenade. Both of us will die. You also, use, you also use one when you, when you lose at chess. I don't remember that. That feels like a story where you beat me in chess, but I do not remember that. I'm um, not saying it never I happened. I was referencing the thing from Ultimate Spider-Man where 
Spider-Man is playing chess with Nick Fury and he realizes he's cornered, so then he just blows up the board. Uh, Ryan, you know I've I've only seen like the first season of Ultimate Spider-Man and I don't remember that bit, so Right. I... <laughs> well but, yeah. I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. But that would be something we that we would do if we did play chess. You would use a thermal detonator if you knew you were you had no choice to yeah, lose. It's like that time we had a Yu-Gi-Oh duel and you were beginning to beat me. So I went, all right then, let's make it a shadow game. <laughs> Aim. Aim. Oh, it's time to do a podcast. It's going to be so weird for Jamie to watch all this stuff out. Oh, I know. Anyway. It's, it's going to hurt his brain. It's going to really make him think. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, basically, a the job is like, yeah, I like you. Uh, you're my kind of person. I'll give you three fifty. Bounty Hunter accepts it. Chewbacca gets taken away, and then we finally see who that guard actually is. It's motherfucking Lando Calrissian, the best, ca- the smoothest character in all of Star Wars. And then there's a cut, and at the t- t- dawn of night, right, the Bounty Hunter we saw handing Chewbacca goes to the Carbonite Han Solo. And deactivates it. Free and Han Solo. Han Solo can't see. And he's sweating through his suit. Like, there are weird stains on his shirt. Like, during the scene when he's talking to Jabba, he has, like, green stains for some reason. I never understood that. But anyway, hey, you know, <clears throat> Han's like, what's going on? Where am I? Who are you? The bounty hunter takes off the mask. We find out it's Leia and it's someone who loves you. I do like this. And then, you know, they plan to get away. And then the wall opens up and Sharp is like, yeah, mate, kind of knew you were going to do this. You're a dumbass. Ass. So, yeah, uh, Han, go, go to the prison bit with Chewie. And then we get creepiness with Jabba and Leia. Oh, boy. You know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to actually... I was going to mention this later during Ewok, during Endor. Oh, yeah? This movie is not good to Leia. No, it's not. Because in the last two movies, A's New Hope and Empire, Leia was snarky, she was very capable, she was probably the best warrior out of the three at the time and I always felt like she was the leader uh, out of the crew of the Millennium Falcon like I know I know her and Han would probably butt heads but if push came to shove Han would probably like back down and let Leia be in charge I always saw Leia as the one in charge yeah this movie does not do that. Because no, what he does is no, 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 no. what this movie does is make her turn her into she gets one cool moment of threatening to kill everyone. That's cool. She gets turned into a sex slave with the iconic gold bikini. She then and basically becomes a damsel in distress for all of Ewok. For all of Endor, and it's not—it's not good. This movie is not really good to Leia. Well, it's good, but for the wrong reason. I—I I, I can't no. that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the first two was 
it was up here, and it was like mm-hmm. this one, and it dubbed in. Yeah, but... it's also not good to Han. No, <laughs> because because this movie kind of turns Han into a jealous boyfriend. Yeah, like yeah. You know how I said I remembered Jedi being better for uh, Han and Leia? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I was wrong. Way <laughs> off. I, I've come to the conclusion Han and Leia are not good for each other. Ah, okay, don't, uh, don't worry, I've already planted my own cross to burn me on. Mm. On, but anyway. So yeah, uh, they're imprisoned and... What's going to happen now? And then, and someone walks into the door, and it's revealed to be a man in a black cloak. Look, he uses mind tricks to basically um, have like the pig soldier men decide, oh, let's not attack him. And we saw him before, like he talked to. Um, R2 and 3PO. Oh, it's like the weird squid guy with like a tentacle around his neck. Mm. His name, his name's Bib Fortuna. Uh, yeah. As in, yeah, as in literally a Bib Fortuna. Ah. Yeah, George Lucas wasn't always the most creative with his names. It's kind of like how a bunch of Star Wars characters are actually named after people who worked on the movie. Mm. Like... It's their names reversed or something. It's a yeah, or it's like thing. my nicknames for all the Pokemon I did when I was a when, with all my Pokemon games that I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one, we'll see him later on. But like uh, Dexter Jester, I think his name is. Oh yeah, that's named after George Lucas's son. All oh, right, not really the character you'd want to be named after you, but hey ho. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, Luke, we know it's Luke. There's no point hiding it. It Luke does the Jedi mind trick, gets an audience with Jabba, wait, like, and speaks to Jabba, and Jabba's like, yeah, mate, what the hell are you doing, mate? It, and looks like, yeah, uh, return hand to me, please, or you'll die. You know, pray, please, I don't want to fight you. Uh, um, Jabba is like, hmm, I'm going to drop you now into the Rancor fight. Right. And he fights the Rancor. The Rancor kills one of the pigmen. And rest in peace. I'm pretty sure that he is a character somewhere. But um, Luke tries to fight it. But, you know, he doesn't have his lightsaber because, you know, oh, it's at the bottom of Cloud City. Hey, so... He's he has to basically run round the door and then close the door on the Rancor's neck. Which let's just say after playing a ton of Star Wars games, I get tired of that. Uh-huh. Like you do it all the time. I'm um and then the Rancor's killed, Luke gets put into cuffs, and then we see the Rancor keeper running and he's so sad that his Rancor is dead. Ed, and then um, Luke, Han, and Chewie are brought before Jabba, and basically what happens is Jabba, he's using 3PO to talk as a protocol droid, and he's like, 
you guys. Chewie, you annoy me. Han, you owe me money. Luke, you killed my rancor. I'm going to put you in a sarlacc and you're going to die very, very, very slowly. Yeah, good good on you. Uh, and they get sent to the rank, the sarlacc pit. It, and then we get the scene where now I can't look at it without the... Um, the Family Guy skit where Luke is just nodding to everyone. Um, <laughs> because the Family Guy skit increased the scene and ten times longer because he's just nodding to everyone. It's it's actually quite funny. And R2 shoots out a brand new green lightsaber uh, for Luke and Luke basically cuts his way out out he fights it uh lando takes off his mask and already falls out of the ship and he basically has to hold on yeah that's what lando does throughout this whole thing he's like very close to being eaten by the sarlacc which i'll I'll ask the whole thing later in a couple minutes but i have one question why did lando need to be here Lando didn't. Lando literally did nothing. No, really and, not. Really not. Mm-hmm. Also, Han is when Lando screams out. Han's like, Lando, is that him? We need to help him. Last time, Han, because um, yeah, no, actually, even if Han still had consciousness in the carbonite, last time he saw Lando, Lando betrayed them. Uh huh. So, hmm, I'm not sure. Uh, and then Boba Fett comes in, and then Han goes down, um, picks up a bit, and then she's like, oh, yeah, Boba's behind you. Han's like, wait, what's going on? Turns around and hits its um, uh, Boba's backpack. He flies in, hits off the thing, and falls into the Sarlacc. Now... We'll never see Boba again. He, he's gone forever. So all I need to say is um, five lines in a trilogy. One of them is ah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not even his ah. Just the ah everyone uses in movies. Yeah. Actually, no, it is him. They don't use the Wilhelm scream. They use the Wilhelm scream for another guy who gets thrown into the Sarlacc. Oh, well, that's good. He gets his own ah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most iconic and quote-unquote badass characters in Star Wars, where literally all he does is either stand around or be backhanded by accident and thrown into a Sarlacc. So, you know, not super cool. Mm. And uh, Lan and um, Leia uses the chain wrapped around the neck, chokes out Jabba, killing him. Um, and um, there's a cool bit where Luke jumps onto the main barge, at like fires a cannon into the engine, basically making it explode, and using like a rope, holds onto Leia, and they both swing away. Which reminded me of when they did that on the Death Star in the New Hope. Oh. Yes, a call back yeah. to that. To use the George Lucas quote, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Rhymes. But, um... 
whilst there was and then they fl- they basically fly away now since this plan is all done since we've explained it i have several 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 questions about this plan okay one why did lando need to be here did literally nothing uh, he pro- uh, probably just to make sure everything. <laughs> nope, I got nothing. I literally have no reason why he's there. Okay. Uh, it'll prob- I'll probably think of a reason later on. But I just need to hear the <laughs> other quotes first. I might be able to answer them quicker. Let's say metaphorically. Okay. Let's say, late. Let's say Jabba wasn't like planning on the bounty hunter being Leia. Mm-hmm. Let's say he actually was sleeping during this and Leia managed to get Han and they both managed to leave. Were they going were they going to do a breakout with Lando, Chewbacca and the droids or just leave and then have Luke go in and get the droids and Chewie back or just leave them? Uh, I think that was what um, or like that's it. That's what Lando was doing. <laughs> he was there to break Chewie out once they got Han out. All right. All right. Fine. All right. So would he also have broken the draw? Would he would have also taken R two and three PO out? Uh, yeah. yeah. Or just yeah. leave them. Okay. Yeah, I think he would. Now, we'll, we're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about when we review the Last Jedi, but I'm not a big fan of this Luke worship. Luke is the most powerful character ever, because if you've listened to the other two episodes, you know I'm not. I don't think Luke is as powerful as people say. What was the quote I said in the last movie? He gets around basically by luck. Mm-hmm. This movie does make Luke very very powerful, and he basically defeats Jabba's army by himself. Elf. Elf. Because Lando spends all the time I'm nearly being eaten by the Sarlacc. Han and Chewie, once they defeat Boba, spend all their time trying to save Lando. Yes, Leia kills Jabba, but no one else, really. Luke's the one who deals with most of Jabba's men. So my question is, why didn't Luke just go in and be like, Lightsaber, cut, 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 cut. Because I think Luke wanted to do it more merciful. Just like he does not want to kill unless he has to. You say, you say merciful. I say far more complicated with far more chances of failure. Why? Because what if Jabba wasn't like, oh, I'm shoving you in the sarlacc? What if he was just like, guys, shoot them? Like right. they they would have been slightly screwed if Ch- if Jabba was just like yeah shit you. Uh, how much time and preparation did this ha- go into? Like, did Lando like join Baba uh, Jabba's bounty hunters and like ingratiate himself, or like a week before Art and Free People showed up, did like he take a guard, bonk him on the head, and take a suit? Probably that. Probably that second one. Because it did say that we did say that it's six months between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Aye. 
Yeah, that's kind of something Lando would do, actually. Knock someone out, steal his armor, and just pretend to be him. Mm. Yeah, probably being the most smoothest man on the planet. Yeah. It, because, again, it's Lando motherfucking Carizian. And, but, um... Yeah, I think that's the majority of my questions. Basically, it's a overcomplicated, stupid plan that had way, way, way too many things that could go wrong. Also, he never told Free Peel. R2 knew the plan. Mm-hmm. Why not tell Free Peel? Because knowing C3PO, he'll probably blurt it out to Jabba. Uh, Woody, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of time like Free Peel's ever actually had to keep a secret in these movies I don't well, think he has No, well because he's a, a protocol droid he'll be gaining um, memory in his brain and they could just probe him and they'll know the plan while trying to in, that's what they were doing in the factory when they were making C-3PO and R2 their wee toys. At, I would agree with you, except they say it's like an obedience thing. They, right. it, it's like a bit they would put on them. Okay. Hey, but yes, yeah, so never told R2. Like, I just want to know what the planning process is. Okay, everybody, here's the plan. Lando, you need to go in already to be a guard. For no reason, just in case. Ace. Okay, R2, I'm, I'm going to send you and Free Peel to basically become slaves of Jabba. Hopefully we'll do it diplomatically. Probably not, but you'll probably be slaves and you'll probably be tortured. We cannot be sure that he won't just scrap you for parts. That's because what if Jabba had another protocol droid? Yeah, well, in the, in the Clone Wars series, we know he's got a pink. He's got a pink one. Mm-hmm. Now, in this movie, they say Jabba had a former protocol droid. He de- he destroyed it in his rage. Oh yeah, that's right because he mistranslated. Yeah. Uh, then, okay, and then after that, then Leia, you and you and Chewie are going to come in. Leia, you pretend to be a bounty hunter. Also. If things don't go south, keep a thermal detonator in there, just in case, you know, we need to do a suicide mission. Then, at the cover of night, I want you to freehand. We know Jabba's going to be there to, you know, have you revealed, but, you know, we just need Han to be safe. No, to be not frozen in carbonite, just so he'll be there when we get thrown into the Sarlacc pit. Also, there's a small chance he'll probably put you in a metal bikini. Just go, just move with it. Then I'm going to show up a wee bit later, do force choking to the pigs, which is a dark side thing to do. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to be like, yeah, mate, surrender. I'm going to probably fight a rancor. We'll probably do the Silac. Don't worry, Otto has my lightsaber in it, and we'll do a cool fight thing. Basically, this was a. All I'm saying is, there's probably a ton of other plans that were less complicated and less failure-ridden. Yeah, we. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Han, Free Peel, Chewie, Lando, and Leia go to meet the Rebel fleet, while Luke goes to visit the Dagobah system, where he basically talks to Yoda. Uh, Yoda says, your training's complete, I'm going to die, but also, um, uh, yeah, Vader is your dad, also, you have a sister. Uh, Peace, I'm going to turn into a ghost. Ghost. Then looks like, "Mm, can't really do this alone, I need another Jedi. And then Obi-Wan shows up, and he's like, hello there, Luke. Sit down on this log. You've probably got some questions to ask. Ask. And then Luke, God bless him, calls Obi-Wan out. Out being like, yes, said my dad was dead. And he's like, yes, I did. But, you know, um, he, he, you know, uh, they look no, Anakin got corrupted by the dark side, and then he did all this stuff. He's more machine now than man. So, you know, what I said was true from a certain point of view. Which is complete and utter BS. There's no, like... Sounds like a good look, one. <laughs> yeah. Look... I I understand the whole he's not the man he was the person who he was died that kind of and I understand that, but not when it get, not when it's blatant misinformation, <laughs> and like I I don't like um I'm trying to think of another one, and uh it's like um when a, I don't I'm trying to think of a Give me a... Uh, actually, I've got it. It, for Ryan, for Ryan. But basically, in the Injustice comics, Superman turns evil. Oh, and he stops being Clark Kent. And now, I can understand you saying, oh, Clark Kent died that day. I understand that. But if his son Jonathan's like, yeah, is he my dad? You're not like... He technically is, but you know, not really. Hey, basically, what he should have, what Obi Wan should have done, is just go, look. We hadn't written that far in a New Hope. We actually had no idea who Vader was. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Vader being your dad was apparently, according to the stories I've read, pretty late addition. And so you know, we we didn't plan on that happening, and and because the original plan for the Luke Vader dynamic was going to be you killed my father, not you are my father. But hey ho, oh, uh, so oh look, so Ben's like, yeah, what I told you was true from a certain point of view, yeah, which is the name of a Star Wars book I'll reference in a wee bit. But then looks like, oh, I'm going to go and meet the rebel fleet. I'm going to have to confront Vader. Vader. And when Yoda talks about him having a sister, Brain and Ben, when he said, from a certain point of view, because we've already seen the movie, so I can spoil the, who the sister is, but um, in, in the book, A Certain Point of View, it's revealed 
that Yoda never wanted to train Luke. He wanted to train Leia because he said felt this in the uh, previous episode. Yeah, I didn't say it was Leia. I just said Yoda wanted to. Tra- Luke wasn't the person he wanted to train. No, you said Leia's name. No, I didn't. I, when I said when we were talking about Leia, we were talking about um, that she might be force sensitive during when Luke's hiding out of the Cloud City. Hmm. We like I said because when we talked about when Yoda said that there is another, I said. Ed in the book, I said I probably said in a set in the book a certain point of view, Yoda wanted to train someone else. But yeah. Mm. I don't know. I can't it adds an extra wrinkle that Luke was not the one who was it. Who I was gonna say not the chosen one, but we know Luke's not the chosen one. No, not anymore. Luke was never the chosen one. I've always He was until the sequels were made. Ryan, are we going to genuinely have this argument again? Anakin was the chosen one. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Because, as I find this, I remember when I, uh, during my cousins when I was younger, they had some version of the Star Wars movies, and what they had at the start of them was like R2 and 3PO doing a we talk and they were giving you plot points of what happened in the prequel so you could watch the original trilogy. And once you watch uh, Return of the Jedi, they talk about Return of the Jedi and they and 3PO says Master Anakin took his place as the chosen one when he defeated Palpatine. And I will find this. This. But yeah, Anakin was always the chosen one. I Mm -hmm. never believe it was Luke. Because what was the chosen one to do? Destroy the dark side of the set. Destroy the dark side. He did. Now, that will be complicated. But we'll we'll cross that road when we get to it. But yeah, <laughs> moving on. Basically, me Yoda's dead. Obi Wan gets called out on his uh, on his lies. He gives the worst excuse ever, like genuinely awful, and looks like all right. I'm going to need to confront Vader. Vader has good in him because I never noticed as much. But now since I'm rewatching this and like trying to take notes and trying to notice other things. Luke keeps talking about how Vader didn't destroy Luke and how he had the chance. Mm. And so, and that's because Vader had good in him. But the question, but like, you know how I brought up the point when like, you know, does the I am your father Luke drops down because he rejects Vader's offer and like, Vader doesn't like you know force grab him and lift him up. Mm. Is that because is that because deep down Vader wanted Luke to turn him to the light side and so you know let him go? Well, since we know exactly what hell Darth Vader went through in the comics with Sidious, I think he does always regret joining the dark side in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot where it is, but in the comics they talk about the only reason he's with the dark side and stays under Palpatine's rule is so one day Vader will become 
powerful enough to kill Palpatine. Yeah, he basically yeah. just he's gonna betray to the uh, the minute he gets powerful enough to defeat him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and and speaking of Sidious, uh, Sidious shows up on the Death Star and he's like, "Good job, Vader." I have foreseen everything. So, you know, the destruction, the Death Star, foreseen that. At, okay, he acts like he's foreseen everything. In. Lies, or else he would have not lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You say that, I have a bit that even, that even more proves how much of a liar he is. We'll get it later, but... um. When the ground team land on Endor and Vader goes to the Emperor and he's like, Fate, like Luke is on Endor. Palpatine's like, Really? I didn't sense that. And Vader's like, Nah, mate, I'm sure he's on there. And then Palpatine's like, Okay, then take him to me. It's as I have foreseen. Yeah. You got nothing. I kind of like the idea of Palpatine just. Like he had, I, I'd like to think Palpatine did see the future up to episode three and order 66. And then after that, uh, Vader's been like, Oh, what have you foreseen now? And he's like, just making stuff up. And he's just been uh, lucky. Big time. Uh, but yeah, yeah he's uh, kind of like the kind of person that he has no idea what he's doing. He'll hear someone saying an idea and he says, Oh, it's a brilliant idea. Glad I thought of it. Mm hmm. Yeah, he falls that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we then get a meeting with the rebel base, Ace, and they're talking about it. And then we meet literally the the third other stock. No, yeah, sorry, take a shot. On the rebel base in space, we meet the third female character in Star Wars. With a talking role, Marmothra. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but um, she gets in the like the extended universe and all this. But yeah. like right now, she's just a random person. But like in the things you actually see, she's like the public face of the rebellion and that. Oh yeah, she's, big time. she's quite interesting. But um, they're basically like. Yeah, here's the Death Star under construction and uh, has a shield generator on Endor. Many boffins died to give us this information. We have the ship for you. You know, basically go to Endor, blow up the shield generator. We'll go in, blow up the Death Star. We've been told the Death Star is not operational. Don't worry. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. And in and the plan is to fly in through destroy the Death Star. Now, I know everyone's made a joke. I've probably made a joke as well. Oh, this small exhaust port in the Death Star makes no sense. So when they made the second one, Palpatine's like, "Look, I don't want any lucky shots to destroy the ship. Don't worry, Your Majesty. We are making sure that no lucky shot can get in to destroy our core. We've made it big enough that an entire ship can fly through." Now. Now, I understand the joke, haha. Here's the reason I'll defend us. The Death Star's not complete. Uh-huh. That's... So it's not secure enough to keep mm-hmm. the ships out yet. 
yeah, they they've not built a wall, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh uh then we have we also see a guy with the worst beard ever. Uh he and he's like, Yeah, he is the ground team. Uh Captain Solo is your team ready. Fun fact about the guy's beard, when they started filming this, he didn't have a beard. Then the toys that were going to be released alongside Return of the Jedi came out. And the toy, the guy had a beard on it. So they literally just glued a beard onto him. Um, but yeah, um, and then and uh, Han's like, yeah, my team's ready. I just need some captains. Chewie joins, Leia joins, and then Luke joins in the background. And they're like, yeah, mate, let's do this. It's, uh, Lando gets the Millennium Falcon to fly. I'm sure this... But yeah, we know it's the last time. Lando's never going to fly the Falcon again. And mm-hmm. and then where were we? Um, the ship they're on goes to Endor. They have a weapon plan. The shield generator is up, so they need a security code to get through. Ooh, and it's like, yeah, it's an old code, still goes through, and then they're just like, hmm, I sense Luke there. All right, tell me where they are. I'll go to meet them. I always remembered this, Ron. I remembered this as the security code didn't work, but Vader told them to let them through. That's how I always remembered it. Mm. But hey-ho. We'll get to something else I remember differently. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the ship lands they, and then they basically go around looking for stuff we get Luke, Luke and Leia on a speeder chase fight against two scout troopers on their speeders yes because Han Solo didn't learn to look before he stepped on on a twig mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, and we get a kill scene of the speeders going past there or as I call it one of the most annoying levels in Lego Star Wars. Yes. Oh, God, it was so long. Yes. But basically, a Luke Leia gets separated, and then and Leia joins... No, Luke joins back up with Han and Chewie. Leia gets taken by basically a murderous teddy bear. They're mm-hmm. called Ewoks. I don't like them. My favorite thing to do, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, if you buy the DLC, you fight on Endor, and what you can do is you can just punt Ewoks like they're rugby balls. Uh-huh. It's the funnest thing on the planet. Punt, Although sometimes punt. you actually get to be, you have to play as an Ewok some of the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and... Uh, Leia befriends it, you know, gives it food, that kind of thing. Ewok saves her from a stormtrooper, and then the Ewok takes her to a village. Looking, uh, then while Han and Luke are looking for Leia, Chewie gets, you know, smells some meat, and they all get trapped in a net. And R two cuts them out, and then they're surrounded by murderous teddy bears. Now. 
I need to ask a question. Han gets ready to pull out his gun and he and Luke says, don't do it. We can talk to them. Now, why doesn't Luke use his Jedi mind trick to be like, let us through? He doesn't. And I never understood why. Uh, probably maybe the Ewoks are uh, maybe not affected by the Force. I don't think so because they say that it has to be a strong willed, and I don't think Ewoks are particularly strong willed. Maybe they're so maybe they're so stupid that the Force doesn't affect them. I don't know, but yeah, basically, three PO comes up and he's like, "Oh, basically, they think I'm a god." Yeah, but they are still going to take yous and they're going to eat you. Now, we go to the Ewok village and we see that Leia is in a Ewok dress thing. The Ewoks could not have made that. The only possibility I can think is they have already killed and ate someone and that's our close. Uh, I don't think I'm wrong. Because uh, we know the Ewoks are cannibals. He, he wore that maybe underneath her hunting gear, gear, maybe? She would overheat. Yeah, right. Yeah. But anyway, Free oh, uh, uh, PO is able to convince them to let it, their friends go and have the Ewoks join the rebels when Luke lifts them up and pretends to be a god odd, uh, or. Free PO then tells the Ewoks basically the story of Star Wars. As and then the crew get ready to attack the rebel, to attack the shield generator. And and at that time, the rebel fleet go to attack at the Death Star. Well, as the Emperor foreseen this and had all his troops ready. And then Admiral Akbar. Kind of says what happens. It's kind of like, ooh, it's a trap. Oh come on! You gotta say in the proper tone with those with that catchphrase. It's a trap. No, oh, it needs you to. You gotta do it right. You, you need to have like more button chop there. It's like it's a trap. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm always. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. Like you, you don't go less angry. Go more slouching on the jaw. If that yeah. helps. But anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's a a consolation, I'm not even going to take a shot at it. <laughs> you coward! <laughs> you would not sleep for a week. <laughs> Come yeah. on, mate. Come on, but yeah. it's fun. No, but no, anyway. Yeah, so we get the iconic It's a Trap scene, and we think that Han and the ground team are getting ready to, are going to be killed uh before this what happens is luke surrender oh yeah i forgot about this before they attack the shield generator luke talks to leia basically saying how needs to how he needs to surrender and luke basically says yeah the skywalker looks my dad skywalker family is very force sensitive you have powers similar to me Hey, my family's very has those powers, you know, my dad, myself, and my sister, and then Leia figures it out. I always remembered this wrong. 
I always remembered this scene as Luke not telling Leia uh, of why he had to go, or just saying, Vader's my dad, I need to try and save him. Um, I never remembered Leia knowing that Vader is, no, that um, Luke is her her brother. I never remembered that. I always remembered, I always thought Leia uh, like knew that Luke was her brother when she told Han, and my explanation was, oh, it was the Force. Hmm. I never understood. I completely forgot about that scene. But yeah, um, the Ewoks help the ground team. They, okay, this this is where I begin to have begin to struggle with this movie. This movie has three different finales all happening at the same time. Yeah, I'm, and keeps coming between them. So I'd say we do these one at a time. Okay. We do the whole thing. So we'll start with Endor, the ground team on Endor. Yes, okay. Uh, they get surrounded by the stormtroopers because as they were already waiting for the ground team. Um, the Ewoks attack, you have a giant fight, and there's also some extra rebel soldiers there, one of whom has a grey beard. It's... Um, we'll discover who that will... I'll say who it is. You don't know him yet, Jamie, but if we cover some Clone Wars, you will. But basically, that's a character called Captain Rex. Hmm. Uh, You'll learn about him if we do Clone Wars. Yeah, Yeah, basically, that's Captain Rex, which I kind of like that he's there. Uh... You have a whole fight. Chewie enters our ATST, and it's quite fun. And that is the reason why, if you play Star Wars: An Empire at War, or the it's like a strategy game where you like control rebel and empire armies, it's quite fun. And but Chewie has a special ability where he can basically steal one of your vehicles and drive it. Nice, nice. It's not nice. It's super annoying when you have like an ATST and you're destroying the rebel base, and then all of a sudden, and Chewbacca shows up behind you and steals your ATST, and you're screwed because you didn't plan for that. Nah, but it's good. If well, but it's still nice if you have Chewbacca on your on your side. That means you get to steal all the good weapons. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Still super annoying. And yeah, but the depending problem, on what side you're on. Depending yeah. on what side. Oh but also the problem is um Chewie's also strong against infantry. So you can't so there's no real easy way to fight him. Cause if you send infantry, he's strong against infantry, so unless you surround him he's going to wipe out your men. If you send vehicles against him, he'll just take them over. Yeah. But anyway, um, they basically, Leia gets, Leia gets shot in the arm, thinks she's going to, there's some slight tension there, but not really early. And then they set up the explosives and they blow up the shield generator. And 
we get later on, but during this, um, Han's like, don't worry, I'm sure Luke is safe. Leia's like, oh, I know he is. Is Han's like, oh, do you love him? She's like, yes, all right, then I'll leave. Even she's like, nah, I, he's my brother. And then Han, Han acts... Han acts surprised, and I think you're meant to interpret it as um, like he's happy that he can be with Leia because Luke is her brother. Hmm. I think yeah. I think what's happening is Han's remembering that kiss and scene on en- on Hoth. Uh huh. He's like, oh, oh, the- mm. okay, that's weird. Weird, but yeah. Uh, so that's the ground bit done. Basically, it's the less complicated of that. In space, you be, you get giant space battle. The best space battle we've seen in all of Star Wars is um, the Death Star weapon system actually is running. So what the Rebellion has to do is they have to fly their ships right next to the Star Destroyers so the Death Star's weapon's not a problem. There's a cool bit where um, on top of the Inquisitor, I think that's the big um, Star Destroyer name. Yes. A- aim. Um, a rogue, like, um, X-Wing pilot gets shot and it crashes right into the main command bit and the Inquisitor crashes into the uh, the just Death Star and it explodes and it's quite cool. And then and Lando flying a Millennium Falcon goes in, some other random dude in an X Wing and do some things with and they destroy the core from the inside out and they escape as the Death Star explodes. Meanwhile, oh Vader takes Luke up to the Emperor. Luke's constantly like, join me, you're not all bad. I, I sense there's good in you, that kind of thing. And, and then um, Palpatine's like, yes, yes, I sense darkness in you, Skywalker. Here, I have all your friends. They're going to die. Strike me down. Do it. Do it. Do it. You don't, you don't have the guts. Do it. Kill me, please. Is and then look calls his lightsaber and then Vader blocks it and you get that cool shot of the Emperor just smiling at and in front of him's the green and the red lightsaber. They have a look and Vader two is a good lightsaber fight. I don't think it's better than the the one in Empire. Definitely because, not. Definitely not. The Empire one was so much better because they keep cutting out of this fight to do what's happening on Endor, what's happening in space, so you can't get as into it. Where yeah. yeah. Where the one in Empire I think only has one or two cutaways. Yeah. And the fact it's, is that they actually don't have any music in the background while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to agree with that. Sometimes the yeah the music adds to the mm-hmm. See, you know what I mean? Just yeah, it adds. The main part it adds that. Yeah. Taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I would give yeah. you the cutouts that kind of put me off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Luke, uh, Luke kicks Vader down the steps and uh, looks, and Vader's like, yes, Obi Wan taught you well. While Luke has the high grounds. Mm. 
you know, just keep a pin in that. At the fight basically continues and looks very much like I'm not going to kill you. And Vader's like, all right, then it makes my job so much easier. Luke begins hiding from Vader and Vader's like, yeah, you know, if after I kill you, I'll probably turn your friends to the dark side. Oh, even your sister. And then looks like, nah, man, I'm just going to keep whacking you and killing you and trying to kill you. Yeah, and the the music in this bit works quite well because, like, it's slightly darker music, giving you the sense of this is not a good thing. Like, Luke is winning the fight, but you're like, mm, this this is not good. This is not a good thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Vader gets his arm cut off probably for like the 17th time. Yeah. Um, and I never actually got this as when I saw this all the time, this small bit of symbolism of like Luke seeing Vader's chopped off arm and then Luke looking at his same arm that's been cut off and it, as Palpatine's like, good, kill him and take his place. And it's like, oh God, am I becoming Vader? Which brings back to the scene in Empire when they were on Deg when Luke was on Dagobah and went into the cave and when he beheaded Vader, Luke was in the suit. It it's what's the George Lucas line? It's poetry, it rhymes. Yeah. Rhymes. So we get all that jazz as and then Luke is like nah, I'm not going to kill him. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Final thing I remember drawn. What actually happens is, like, uh, Palpatine's like, very well, Jedi. Then you cut, get the more of the space battle, and then, and then Palpatine starts electrocuting him. I always remembered it as, very well. Jedi starts lightning striking him, then you get the cutaway. Uh, That's how I always remembered it. Mm. And um, I think this also counts as the same scene. Uh, Palpatine like keeps electrocuting him, stopping, and then electrocuting him again. I always remembered it as just one continuous strike. And then Vader's like... <sighs> Yeah, I'm gonna save my son. Lifts up Palpatine, throws him down the thing. You get a giant blue explosion, and and that's the last we'll see of Palpatine. In and then Vader's like, "Yeah, mate, I'm I'm gonna die." I look. Can you take off my mask? He takes off Vader's mask. He looks at him and it's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's good to see you with my own eyes." But if you watch the original version, the non-special edition, he actually has eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Those, but yeah, big uh, hairy ones. They're not as big. They're they're not super noticeable. Oh, they're they're like yours or my eyebrows. They're not like massive. Take your attention away. I don't think they should have been edited out. But looks like, nah, I gotta save you. And Vader's like, yeah, you're, well, Anakin, I'll call him Anakin. Anakin's like, yeah, you already have, son. 
I'm, I'm going to die now. Also, um, can you tell your sister that you saved me, you know, just so, you know, she thinks I'm actually a good guy now? You know, I, 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 I just want you to tell everyone that I turned good in the end. And please, good, 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 good. Okay, I'm dead. Luke escapes, the Death Star explodes, and then you get a nice somber moment of Vader, of like Luke burning and giving like basically cremating Vader, his father, Anakin. Now, one, this is a nice callback to Luke, to when Luke saw Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru when they died. Because it's the same son and that. But here's the thing I want to ask. One, this means that Luke took Vader's body eh, onto the ship with him. Two, he put the Vader mask back on him. Yeah. I wouldn't I, I would have taken all I would have taken all the Vader thing off him and like had him like basically give him the burial as Anakin, not Vader. Uh, well, I think putting the helmet back on him just means he could get rid of the entire Darth Vader outfit so then he can finally uh, be at peace as Anakin again. Yeah, don't worry. We'll never see that any part again. It's all gone. See, since this is an audio podcast, you can't see that I have like the biggest shitty in grin ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> then we get, as I like to call it, the happiest of the happy of the happiest ending. Everyone's happy. There's fireworks, there's explosions, there's nice music. We see all the different planets. We see, we see, um, uh, Cloud City celebrating. We see Tatooine celebrating. We see two other planets celebrating that we have not seen yet. Uh, keep a pin in those two planets, and then look. And then look goes us and stands next to a tree, and then we see Ben Kenobi, Master Yoda, and Hayden Christian. In. Now, now Jamie doesn't know who this is, but basically, um, this is going to be Anakin when we cover the prequels, and yeah, they re-edited this. Originally, it was the guy who was in the suit. Now, David Rouse. No, I don't think it was him. Well, it should have been him. He was robbed of that. No, I thought, I thought it was someone else because David Prowse wasn't the guy who was Vader without the mask. No, he wasn't, but he should have been. But no, but no one told David Prowse that he wasn't going to be in the suit, and they just got rid of him, just kicked him aside, just like a piece of trash. I always hated that. Again, it's Star Wars. A lot of things like that happens, but yeah, basically, <laughs> it's um, this uh, this happened, and now. George Lucas has always defended the Star Wars Special Editions as this is how he wanted to do the original trilogy, but he didn't have the technology. 
which is why the special edition is just a bunch of extra stuff thrown at the screen, because now with more special effects, he can do stuff. Like, for example, more space stuff in the background and that. Or, like, more ships flying away on uh, Tatooine. Like, for example, I saw this movie when C-3PO and R2 are in front of the giant Jabba door. In the original version, that's, like, so much smaller because you couldn't make that door. It was too big to be really made, but with best special effects, he made it. And fine, I don't have massive issues with the special editions except this bit of him replacing him with Hayden Christian. Now, Lucas has defended this by saying the reason he used Hayden Christian for this bit instead of the guy who was in the suit was because that was the last time Anakin was a Jedi. But the whole... like, he was a Jedi and turned to the light side. Except the whole point of Vader's redemption is that he became a Jedi again and, like, became one with the light side again. So he should have been back there. I don't know. Oh. Oh. I, I don't I don't like it as much. I feel like it undermines Vader's redemption. Mm. Also, I kind of like the... Um... I kind of like the in the how it should have ended version of this, where it where they do the ghost and like uh, Vader is like, but is like a burnt up face in that and looks like oh thank you for being like the version I would have seen instead of this other version I would not know who he looks like, and he's like oh don't worry I could have been, and then like. Master Windu and Qui-Gon show up and they're like, yeah, you do not deserve to be here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll cover that later. But yeah, then we get the happiest of the happy of the happy ending. Now, uh, we've done Jamie first on the last two. I'll, I'll take the first one in this. Then we'll go Ryan. Then we'll go Jamie. Right. This is my least favorite of the original trilogy. Eh. It's it's not bad, but when you compare against the other two, does not matter. And actually, looking back and having watched this properly, I have a lower opinion of this movie now. In looking back and giving it a proper watch instead of like having it in the background. I have a much lower opinion of this movie. Like it drops the it drops the characterization of of uh Leia, mate kinda drops Han. Lando does nothing. Like the, I feel like the only reason they had Lando in this is because they needed someone to fly the Falcon in. They didn't do a lot with that. Luke became less annoying because I've complained about Luke in the other two movies. Kind of being annoying and whiny. But yeah, he's more competent in this movie and works better. Vader's redemption is is good in this movie, but when you know the stuff he's done, you kind of like, mm, 
does he deserve it? It um, the emperor's super fun. Always is. Every time we'll see him, he's always the highlight of this movie. The three finales, as I call it, because the three finales, Endor, Space, Death Star, all three of them are good, but the problem is you keep splitting between them, so it kind of becomes super confusing about where everyone is and what's happening. The space fight is the best we've ever is I think the best we've seen so far, and I can only think of one other space battle that's better. And yeah, overall, I do like this film. I know I've been more negative, and I am more negative. But like for example, I rated the other two movies a ten. I'm giving this an eight or an eight point five. If you like. I depends on how I'm feeling, but eight or eight point five for a Return of the Jedi. But yeah, I liked. I did like this, but nowhere near as much as Hope or Empire. Hmm. All right, Ryan, you go. Yeah, I liked this movie. I liked it. Um. Yeah, Sidious in it is uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, I just think. You know nothing, mate. You act like you're the big sage that leads everyone into destruction. But to be honest, you're making this stuff up as you go along, mate. So, but uh, good, um, but still uh, brilliant characters. And uh, I, yeah, you're, I agree with you with the space battles. Really good space battles. And so many iconic moments in this movie that it gets used so many times in the, in the near future. Just... There's so many of them, so I, I really enjoyed seeing all of them. Ewoks are always so cute in my eyes. I just think is the cutest thing. And the whole um, beginning f- f- fight with, with Jabba and the Sarlacc pit, um, I liked it. I liked it. It's just good seeing all these bounty hunters. And um, yeah, and that Princess Leia uniform, basically the only reason they do that is just so guides can just get an idea for what their girlfriends could wear for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, two, two things, sorry to interrupt, two things about this. Uh, one, I don't find Ewoks cute. I find them creepy. Move on. And um, I don't find Leia super sexy in the gold bikini. Because she doesn't want to wear it, she kind of is forced, so it kind of removes a lot of the sexiness from it. Aye, that's what people keep forgetting about that. Yeah. But okay, um, you finish. Thank you, but uh, yeah, really wish Boba Fett was in more of it because we really wanted Boba Fett to do more. I mean, he he does sod all. I mean, stormtroopers did a better job than he did. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, still good all the same. And um, Luke's Luke was definitely a lot better in this one than he has been um, just with the bad of um, keeping a cool head, even with and then realizing that he must fight his father, but he feels ready for it. So that'll be good. And, um, and um, yeah, I think overall it was a really good mu- movie. And I gave it a eight point. No, sorry. Uh, 
yeah, and the whole pile of Darth Vader's redemption. Really good to came back to the to the light side after the end. So I gave it a nine out of five, a nine out of ten. All right, all right, Jamie, what was your rating? Okay, that's as as good as Empire. No, not at all. But is it good? Yes. I wouldn't give it ten because I give it Empire ten. But I wouldn't. I would not go below eight point five. I just think, you know, since watching these films, there's always, you know, as I, I, I sound like a broken record, but. Attention span. That's what that's what where I've noticed with these films is when your attention span seems to be going other places, it just swings back in. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know I gave it a low rain, but I like this. It was weird in a way because um look, that's the guy's name, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, don't. Oh, like, okay. The last two films, like Princess Leia, was above him, and then in this film, it's like they both changed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but that's not. After watching these, I now know why everybody made uh, when Gary Fisher died. Mm-hmm. I now know why there was. Such a big fuss. I know she didn't really. This film wasn't compared to the last two, but her as an actress, you know, blows you away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I, and I don't want to take that away from any other actor in Star Wars, but she kind of just, you know, she kind of just blows you away to how good she is. Um, Oh, the moment, good job. I don't pick a moment. There's I've got quite a few. I bet. You know yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Jesus. I, did, I didn't know I had a heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this film brought that and made me see that hub. Um, <clears throat> just read, even um, when uh, Chewie. Hugged Han mm. when I think um, I think they were locked up or something. Yeah, yeah the Jabba's you know, Palace. Yeah, that wee bit, and I was like, "Oh no, fucking hell, Jesus!" You know, this is a guy. I, I mean, I watched murder. You could put a murder documentary. I wouldn't give a shit. But you get a big cat, a big fluffy character hugging a guy and it's tearing on my heart and you get wee Yoda and I'm yeah I didn't know whether I was going to greet or go and light a candle or what the hell I was going to do <laughs> it just shows you I mean before this I didn't know the power stuff was <laughs> but see, even just after watching these three films Pulls your heart, it pulls every single emotion you've got. And mm-hmm. I've never once thought of that. Yeah, you don't think, oh, Star Wars, oh, it's going to be a wee emotional part. Well, there is. <laughs> loads, <laughs> loads. And it's not just the part, the, the bike, the bike part. Yeah, the, the yeah. land speeder. I love that. 
I love it. I know it sounds so terrific. It's only a bike roof. I loved it. Land speeder. That's right, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know. It was like I was on a delay there. Um, yeah. The Death, Death Star. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was epic. That was the pro. Between that and um, Vader unmasking, unmasking, that had been the two. Um, for me, yeah. mm-hmm. I would uh, uh, say I'm not going to go below 8.5. I thought it was pretty um, decent. And if the bombs keep going like this, I don't, I really being realistically with you, I, I very doubt if I'd have a rating under six. Okay, um, what. I am actually. This is as good Star Wars gets. You are actually turning me. Um, because uh, I just summed it, and you were talking about comics and all that. I've already started looking at um, yeah. any Star Wars. But, and I see what you mean about the Funko Pops. There's um, loads, loads. Um, there's no chance of me getting that full collection. No. They'll keep making new ones. If I win that lottery, then maybe. But no doubt. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, you proved me wrong. I didn't... Before that, I didn't think I would ever be a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what a lot of people think. Oh, you don't like Star Wars because I've stopped the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I want to watch one. The reason I stopped that is because I want to watch these first. Yeah. Mm. I think you can start The Mandalorian now if you want The Mandalorian takes place after this. So if you want, you can watch The Mandalorian. But just, just, you won't be able to get any of the Easter eggs until you've watched the sequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but overall, I think it's been... These have been that kick in the ass that I need. Mm-hmm. But I've always said I don't... I've never said I don't like it. I've never watched it, but that's been the click that I needed to watch it. And Good. Quite frankly, I'm quite glad I did because all the films I've watched this year, they're the three that I've no moved away. I've no, you know, put on, done something. I've, you know, I've just went 100 percent into them, and it's. <sighs> I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Every time you want to go away, something comes up, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, what, what's that?" You see what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, I need to go, and I can't go there now. I need to watch this bit, mm-hmm. and then before, before you want to do it again, hams again, hams again, and before yeah. long, it's finished." Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm really, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm really looking forward to the other Star Wars movies. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Okay, uh, what I'm going to say is lower those expectations, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, other than two TV shows, I think, this is as good as Star Wars gets. I'm not saying the other ones are bad, like, I will defend the other Star Wars things. But they're not as good. That's all I'm gonna say. 
But yes. okay, I'll start this off with moment of the night MVP. Remember, we're allowed to share MVPs, but different moments. Yeah. Uh, oh crap! <laughs> listen, I'm making. Listen, I'm going to make mine the one that none of you will probably pick. Pick. Well, first MVP is Star Sidious. It's the Emperor again. Mm-hmm. He he's very good. Very he's quite over the top. But my favorite moment is I'm counting this whole bit as it is. Anakin is not Anakin. Luke's rage, cutting off Vader's arm, seeing his arm, and then I am a Jedi like my father before me. I I always liked that. Nice. That's, that would have been one. Of, that's one of the ones I liked too. That's one. That's one I would have picked as well. All right, uh, Jamie. I'll give you the easier one. Un, you yeah, can yeah. choose your one next. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's see. I don't know. I think my MVP would be Darth Vader. The way it turned to to the dark side, to the light side, basically. Mm-hmm. I think that it was either that or we. I was tempted to take Wee Yoda. Mm-hmm. That was just so heartbreaking. But um, no, that's it. <sighs> my moment. Oh, oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Unmasking the reader unmasking. Mm. That's um, two, I know it's only two films, but just you've always seen him with the mask on. You know this <clears throat> guy is maybe this big evil guy, and just just to see it, you know, what background. And I'm I'm, a, I'm glad we got to see him before yeah. what happened happened so that was my moment yes. okay Ryan you can go now right uh, MVP Luke Skywalker because he has managed to defeat Jabba and Arsidious in one movie so I like that and favourite moment trying to pick one that has not been said already I would say um, I would go for the the final ship battle of blowing up the second Death Star. Okay. And you still need to, but I am, you know, bonus round, least favourite moment. Um, what I said, simple, what I said was true from a certain point of I always dislike that moment. Uh, hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Universal Cinematic Universe. We are very thankful that you've enjoyed listening to us. However, if you'd like to watch me or Jamie or Ryan do our own separate things, we all have YouTube channels, Twitches, Instagrams, Twitters, that usual thing. We also have many other podcasts, including Patreons, where if you'd like for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the podcast. All of it will be down in the multi-link down below, but thank you very much.